Hello guys, gals, and everybody in between, and welcome back to a, another riveting installment of the Right Podcast. My name is Harry Drake, and I will once again be your host for this, our like ninth journey into the world of writing and characters, specifically, and all that it entails. And I am happy to announce, I'm sure you are too, that our journey into writing will be coming to a close very, very soon. This is the penultimate episode um, of the writing chapter or the character chapter so after that we will be moving on into something different I don't want to spoil the surprise yet Um, but we've got one episode after this before we move into a new area some uncharted territory so I'm very excited and I hope you are as well but today we will be kind of rounding out our selection on characters and character development with a little episode on background characters. That's right. So we've been spending a lot of time talking about your main characters, some secondary characters, and ways to kind of fully realize them and to help you with them. So I'm glad that we covered all of those bases because all of those will be very, very useful in this section on background characters. Why, you might be asking? Well, I will tell you why. So characters fall on a scale. There is like a one and like a 10. Tens are going to be like your main characters, like main main like we are in their head they are the narrator it is the first person point of view so we are just directly living their life and perceiving everything as they do the ones are going to be people who are like party guests like at one of Gatsby's parties you never really meet them but they're there they kind of serve the scene um, or help propel the scene Uh, but they're not like main characters not like super super important to the plot or anything else at hand so we've got the ones through the tens, and I thought I would spend some time talking about the one through five range, and then the about five to like seven range. So we've got background characters, and we also are gonna talk about some secondary characters. So we'll hit on that scale. That was a weird and aggressive way to say the word hit, but still, we will hit on that scale in a number of different places. Um, so yeah and we'll talk about what we've learned in the past that is applicable to those characters and even give some examples of like a background character versus a secondary character so like i said background characters are this is very different from everything that we've discussed previously all of what we've done so the work with you know what do they look like um their thinking process how to perfectly build them um just kind of everything that we've been doing the flaws as well everything that we have been building works mainly for the main characters now again it is important to know those things for your main characters and those do come in useful with your secondary or your background characters but they're not vital they're not like things that you really really need to know about these characters in fact most of what we've talked about is stuff that will never come up when you're using these background characters secondary characters certainly they need to have a little bit more of that taste a little bit more of that texture substance um, but like i said they lie further up on the scale so the further up on the scale a character is the more we must know about them the more that you as the author must understand about them the more you must dive into their personality but as we look at our background characters you know ones twos threes and even up to some fours those are kind of unnecessary we don't really really need them So I also want to introduce some terminology that I read again in the Gotham Writing Workshop book um, that I thought was really helpful and a good little metaphor. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I 
studied theater and creative writing. I didn't study English, so I don't know all the proper terms. Uh, but round characters versus flat characters. So on page 41 of the Gotham Writing Workshop textbook, which I believe is written by, if you'll give me one second to struggle to find the first page, I'll give proper sort of citation, um, which is written by Brandy Weber. So thank you, Brandy. Um, page 41. Brandy describes characters as round characters are fully developed and lifelike, possessing the qualities we've discussed in this chapter, or in our case, in the past episodes of the podcast. Flat characters are those who are characterized only by their role in minor action. It is important to let very small characters be flat. So flat characters are going to be, again, basic, characterized by a role that they play or, you know, their kind of role in the minor action stuff like that and it's very very important for those characters those minor characters to be flat to not be like the most interesting characters in the whole thing to not be the most well-developed characters in the whole thing uh, that would really draw a lot of attention away from your main characters and just tbh kind of waste your time <laughs> if you find that you are really intrigued by this flat character and you think they're super cool and super fun and you want to just add more onto them perfect but don't make them a flat character. At that point, they're telling you they want to be either a main character in that story or a main character in their own story. So give that to them. You know, explore that a little bit. But you don't need to bring everything that we've discussed into the flat characters. So we'll start with our ones through our fours-ish, fours-fives. Um, we're going to start with background characters or extras. <laughs> my theater, my theater brain is coming out. So we'll discuss these. Um, so these characters are, I mean, super, super flat. If we're going to keep running with the metaphor of flat versus round characters uh, and make it, you know, kind of like a topographical map, these characters are base. They are sea level. They are the beach. They're just flat. Um, there's no hills. There's not really any peaks. There might be some valleys where there's just like nothing about them, um, but they're going to be very flat, very baseline. These characters will populate a scene, but not always serve it. So sometimes these characters will be helpful. Sometimes they might serve a scene. But for the most part, they're just going to kind of be there. Uh, and again, we've got the ones through fours, maybe even fives. And again, ones are going to be just like background. Twos might have a little bit more. Threes and fours will potentially interact with the scene a teensy bit more, but they're not really going to advance the plot. They're not really gonna do anything. They're just gonna kind of be there, which is totally fine. We all, every story needs those background characters to kind of pad things up, whether they're bar patrons or, you know, the Ravenclaws in all of Harry Potter's classes, because we never talk to the Ravenclaws unless they're Cho Chang, like at all. That's fine. We need them. We do need them. But they don't need much dialogue. And if there is dialogue, it doesn't have to really last that long. So they can have dialogue, they can talk, they can be there, but they don't really need to have like, you know, a monologue or five pages worth of them interacting with this character. It can be helpful sometimes, but it's really unnecessary. That again, should maybe be saved a little bit for your secondary characters. So these again, serve the scene, but they don't really well they kind of serve the scene or populate the scene but they don't really advance anything so because of that we don't need their thoughts 
And we need a vague idea of what they look like or act like, but we don't need like a full out character development chart. So everything that we talked about with character development, I think a couple weeks ago is just not obsolete, but not necessary. Like you don't need to know how they think. You don't need to know where they go to high school, where they went to high school. You don't need to know their favorite color, uh, their favorite song, their biggest fear. You just need a basic idea of what they look like and generally what their personality is. And these characters can fall a little bit more into those stereotypes that we talked about with the character flaws. You know, the jock, the mean girl, the teacher, the mom. Like, they can fall into those areas. That's allowed because they're background characters. Like, we're not going to see, see too much of them. That being said, all of your background characters maybe shouldn't fall into, like, the same stereotype. But if you need to keep them cataloged into stereotypes in order to help you and to help you make sense of everything, that is totally fine. So let's say you're looking at the, um, like, a character trait list or a character questionnaire. And you're like, what do I need to know about these characters? What do I need? Like if I'm gonna do one of these for all of my characters, which I would suggest definitely not doing it, but if you're gonna do it for all of your characters, what are things that you would need to know on that questionnaire in order to build this character, or help you with this character? What they look like, mainly, what they sound like, um, what they act like, who they interact with, maybe their level of intelligence is important and probably what kind of relationship they have to or with the main character. And again, I will be diving into those in just a second. So basic level of character development stuff, like literally basic, just flat. <laughs> again, they're going to maybe be a valley sometimes, but for the most part, they're just going to be flat. They're not going to be round. There's not going to be no hill. It's just going to be flat dirt. So maybe not even grass, just dirt. <laughs> But even with all of this, with, you know, the lack of knowledge about them, which is totally fine, with their lack of dialogue or lack of interaction with people, and with the basic, basic, basic understanding that you need, and that's kind of all you need for these characters, uh, it's important to keep consistency in those characters, both in their traits and in their appearance. Like, all of that is still vital. Even background characters need to be easily traced and need to have that consistency and that common thread through them. So you can't, you know, flip-flop with the character unless there's some other extra reason. Um, but if you, you know, see the character repetitively multiple times, there needs to be that consistency. Readers will notice a change and they might react positively to it. They might not react positively to it. I hope you cannot hear that phone ringing. I'm filming this on Mother's Day, so I imagine that is my aunt calling my mom to wish her a happy Mother's Day. And uh, now they're leaving a message on the machine, so it's gonna be loud. Yes, we still have a landline. My parents are old, not quite boomers, just about though. Anyway, consistency is very, <laughs> Sorry about that tangent. Consistency is very important in these characters. We will, readers and we, us, the audience, will still notice when there is a change in these characters. And unless it is explained by something, it is very, very, very important to keep that change consistent. If that change is important to the plot, that's fine. Cool. But make sure you explain why it's important to the plot. Don't just say like, oh, it is very vital that this character do this. And then you just do it you have to like give it at least a little bit because then the readers are going to ask questions 
they're gonna wonder they might get distracted from the text like just again makes you look a little inconsistent makes your writing look a little inconsistent so it's important to keep that thread of consistency even in your ones twos threes fours four and a half like it's very very important so these characters while they are basic um, they can still be kind of interesting and kind of fun like i said the characters need to be basic so you don't need to know too too much about them but these characters can still be cool they can still be interesting um, they can still you know even if they're not even if they just populate a scene they don't really serve it they can still populate the scene and be cool um, so you don't have to create just like completely bland unoriginal like boring characters well these characters should be flat they should still be or they can be a little fun i don't know if they should be but they can be fun so don't be afraid if this character is just screaming to be interesting or funny or fun 100 percent, totally fine so some examples of these background characters um are ones through are like four four and a half are gonna be these are a little bit more in like the two three range because they speak they have dialogue and they play a part in the scenes but like i don't know if they're 100 percent necessary a couple of times they are pretty necessary um but so some examples of course as usual they are all from the harry potter series am i sorry no of course i'm not sorry i did these notes uh i think i did them yesterday yes and the day before i had just bought um the illustrated version of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which is sitting beautifully on my Harry Potter and Grishaverse shelf. Um, I have all four of the illustrated editions that have come out now. I did not even know Goblet of Fire was out. I just bought the first three last month and I was perusing Target. Um, was just having fun on the app. I got the app for the first time and I, I saw Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire was on sale for $28. And I said, I need that. So I went and I picked it up um, and I have not read any of the three because I'm still again trying to get through the Grishaverse on Crooked Kingdom and I'm on page 13. I've been on page 13 for two weeks so I'm not going to read any of the illustrated versions of the Harry Potter books but they are sitting directly across from me in a place of honor and um, so yeah it's very much even more on my brain very much yesterday on my brain as well. So again, these examples for this one, as well as for the secondary characters, which we will get to in a second, are all Harry Potter, mainly because I think the majority of us have at least seen the Harry Potter movies. And so we can like visualize in our head these characters and whether or not they are important to the plot, uh, but also because like they're just the texts that are the freshest on my brain and that I kind of know the best for a number of reasons. So examples of our background or extra characters, uh, like I said earlier, any of the Ravenclaw that are not Cho Chang or Luna Lovegood. Um, any of the Hufflepuffs that aren't Ernie McMillan. And yeah, Ernie McMillan is pretty much the only one. Ernie is still kind of a background character. He gets a little more secondary status because we just see him a little bit more. He talks a little bit more. Um, Hannah Abbott, I don't remember us ever, ever, ever speaking to Hannah Abbott. Um, so she's kind of one of those more background extra characters. Pavardi and Lavender um, in one through four, definitely um, one through five, actually, I think. Um, yeah, 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 Pavardi and Lavender, because we see them, we hear from them, they're quite there, um, but they just kind of populate a scene. They just kind of help us bring it more to life. Um, 
of course, of course, of course, once we get to Half-Blood Prince, Lavender just goes from a background to more of like a secondary background character. She goes from like a two and a half to like, solid like five and a half. So she jumps up a fair bit. Uh, not all of your characters have to do that. Of course, they don't all have to go from that background character to like big, 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 or not big important, but like more important. Um, but some characters just do, and that's kind of natural, kind of organic. Some other examples are, of course, of course going to be Filch. Like, we all know Filch. Filch is um, probably a more on the higher end of the background extra character chart. Um, because we know him a little bit more. Um, but he still is like a background or extra character. We've also got Crab and Goyle. Duh. Uh, they really don't speak. In fact, I don't think we ever really hear them speak until... I think the sixth book and then when Harry and Ron are pretending to be Crab and Coral with the Polyjuice Potion in the second book. So we don't really ever get to hear from them, get to hear them speak, so they're definitely background extra characters. Again, they fit this uh, stereotype very, very well. They're the enforcers, the yes-men, they're Draco's yes-men. He's gonna say something, they're gonna do it, and that tends to kind of be that stereotype, and that's the one that they fall into, certainly. Uh, and then Charlie Weasley. Charlie. We meet Charlie, I think, a handful of times. I honestly think we meet Charlie about two, maybe three times. Um, so he's definitely a background or extra character. And while he will be in scenes and he will populate a scene and be there, uh, he's not really like A, recurring or B, like super, super interesting. Uh, sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Weasley. Uh, but he's just kind of there. And that's, again, the main thing with these three like named characters and then of course like the general examples I was using like the Hufflepuffs, the Ravenclaws, they are there, they serve a scene, we might know them but they're not going to be super interesting. Again, they're going to be pretty flat. Uh, Filch might be kind of interesting to look at. Uh, Squib, you know what kind of family was he from? The cat, how did he get the cat? Why is she named Mrs. Norris? How did he get this job? So like he might be again one of the examples of like an interesting character but they're all going to be pretty flat. There's a base level of knowledge that we know about them, and that's about it. Like, you can't really name much about each of these people except for, like, two or three things. For example, Charlie is a Weasley. <laughs> He's got red hair. He um, is a magizoologist. Specifically, he works with dragons. And that's about it. That's about it. So he's a background character. Next, we'll move into our secondary characters. So again, we had our ones through fives, and now we've got our like fives through our like seven and a half, eight. I'm tentative to put a range on secondary characters because I know it's different for every author what counts as a secondary character. To me, the more important you are to the story, the more vital you are to the story, the closer you are to the main character, the more of a secondary or the more of a like quote unquote main character you are. Um, but I know other people believe that the main character is the only main character and everybody else is a secondary character, which, again, I don't agree with. I don't like that. Uh, because to me, Ron and Hermione are main characters. They're very, very important. When we don't have Ron, you see the thing, you see the, the trio crumble. When we don't have Hermione, you would definitely see the trio crumble. And um, yeah, I don't know, if, I don't think Hermione and Ron would ever have been friends had it not been for Harry. So <laughs> very important there, which is totally totally fine. So to me, our secondary characters are going to be people that are closer to our either main character or our collection of characters, but are 
and you know we miss them when they're gone and they are vital to the plot for a little bit but not for the full full thing um so like ron harry are vital to the plot for the full full thing um hermione of course uh but they you know it's hard to kind of describe the secondary characters um they are super super important they're not our main character i they're not the main characters i guess it's mainly like again you've got that base of knowledge that you have to have with the secondary characters it's just amped up a little bit so you would know like a little little bit more so let's keep going um so again using the topographic map metaphor um if we look at secondary characters on a topographic map they should be something like a hill um a peak they should not be super super high up but they should still be pretty round this is where your characters are going to start getting a little more round a little more tangible um a little more fun if you've ever noticed um a lot of times the favorite characters in movies or books might be like a more secondary character i'm going to list some of some examples later that are 100% secondary characters but are like hardcore favorites like hard and fast favorites which is lit as heck so these characters are going to be hills on a topographic map they're going to range anywhere from probably a five to like an eight seven and a half i'm gonna go with five to seven and a half so there's that range um you're gonna have more background characters than probably anything else and then you're gonna have a smaller selection of secondary characters and of course a smaller selection of main characters this is that middle ground they serve the scene and they probably will help advance the plot so not only are they there to serve the scene but they're gonna be you know they might be an important plot point or they might just help with the plot in some form or fashion again like i said they're in the middle of the scale so you amp up the details but you don't need to know literally everything about these characters so if you're looking at you know the questionnaire in the Gotham writing guide or on a Tumblr page, it is important for you to know the basic things and some extra things, but it's again, not important for you to know literally every single thing. That's not a good use of your time as a writer. Find the things that are gonna be most important to the book or to the situation that secondary character is in and make sure you learn those, but like, you don't need everything. You don't know absolutely everything about this character. You need like, pretty good extensive background and probably a really good understanding of the way their mind works the reactions to things but you don't need literally every piece of information about them these characters help you know carry dialogue start dialogue they can reveal details about other characters other than just themselves and they can give backstory so these characters can do a lot for scenes they can help carry some weight uh, sometimes these characters can carry like an, a scene's entire like weight on their back they can do that don't let them do that all of the time but sometimes they can carry a scene maybe even more than the main characters or as much as the main characters so like i said they can create dialogue with other characters you know they can be your catalyst character they can come in shit hits the fan stuff happens uh they can come in they can um you know pick at a character, poke at a character, prod at them, and then you can see how your main character thinks, how they react, how they feel about certain things. Uh, or they can just be kind of nosy and the character, the main character, like reveals things that reveal secrets. Uh, perhaps they know a lot about this certain plot point that is super important, um, but, you know, isn't in their world, of course, a plot point. They just know a lot about it. Like they are gossips and they just happen to know all of this gossip 
about this certain time, this certain event. Um, that backstory, of course, can also reveal character traits and character personality traits. Haha. They can have distinct patterns of speech, interesting histories. Like, they can start to take on all of the stuff that your main character should have. So, like I said, that pattern of speech. You know, how do they speak? What kind of cadence do they use? Do they use certain phrases all the time? Like, do they have an accent? Uh, they can have, like I said, interesting histories. So, you can start to really delve into their past. What they went through, what they've gone through. Any trauma that they might have had. Like, you can start to really get a feel for what they're like and what they've been through you know because it's important for us to see them it's important to see them literally like what they look like what they sound like uh, it's important for us to see how they act um, and it's nice to peek into their thoughts and to see you know why they are the way they are what they think why they think that way but it is not important that we know their entire backstory or their whole plot or their whole motivation like, we don't need to see every little snippet, every little thing. We just need slivers. Because while these characters might be important, and they might be really fun, and people's favorites, they're not going to be, like, as vital as the main character, where we need to know, like, all of that stuff. Like, we need to know their thought process, we need to know their backstory, we need to see how they look how they act we need to peek into their minds we need to know their motivations but with these back characters you can take all of that really like complex stuff out and start to do kind of the fun stuff where you've got that basic idea of their you know their history or you've got a really intense idea of their history and you know kind of what they want maybe what their motivations are but you don't need to know literally everything about them but again it is very important that we see them that we can see the way they act, how they react to each other, how they interact with people. And it is very important as well to keep them consistent. You gotta keep these characters consistent. Again, if you're gonna change something, there needs to be an explanation of it, but you can, you can change something to these characters if you want to, but this has to be consistent. It's gotta be. It's gonna be the main note with all my characters is just consistency, keep it consistent. Keep them the same. Don't change it up too, too much. These characters are also, like I said, fun. They're good reprieves from the main characters. We might even make the main character act in a way that is different from what we see. Again, revealing a new side of the character. Or they're just fun. Because you don't have to worry about being bogged down with everything. They don't have to solve the problems. They don't have to find the murderer. They don't have to save the world. They can just be kind of fun can help with that of course but they are not that, that that's not the job that's not what they're here to do uh, a lot of secondary characters might be um, comedic relief they're the fun characters they're the reprieve from our main characters so we like our main characters but like mm, tired of you oh look here's this character so again some examples of our more secondary characters are going to be Minerva McGonagall of course Fred and George Weasley the marauders that are alive, uh, mainly, of course, my boys, Ramus and Sirius, definitely my man Sirius, uh, and of course, Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy is a second character. He is a little bit higher up on the scale, as are as, as is Sirius. I feel like Ramus is gets higher up as well, but he's not quite that high up. Um, and then we've got Fred and George who are also pretty high up, and McGonagall. So these are all a little bit higher up on the scale. Um, 
they might be around six to like seven and a half, maybe. I think Draco's probably like an eight. Um, my, my, my heart wants me to say Sirius is higher up, but I'm going to keep him right around a seven. Um, so these characters are, like you can see, like they're fun. They're cool. We have basic understanding of their history. They are important to the story. They are so important to the story. All four of these, all four examples are very important to the story, especially, especially, especially Draco Malfoy. Like I said earlier, um, these characters can come in and be really vital to the plot or to a scene and help advance it. Uh, so we're going to go with the Marauders again. Sirius Black is the antagonist, we think, in Prisoner of Azkaban. So he is integral to that part of the story. He's important, kind of, he's there in Goblet. Like, he exists in Goblet of Fire, and, like, we're happy he exists. We're happy he's in that cave and eating chicken. Cool. Go, go you, man. Uh, and he is important in Order of the Phoenix, especially at the end, you know, when Harry thinks that he has been taken to the Ministry and is being tortured for, you know, the quote-unquote weapon. Uh, he's, he's vital. He's very, very important. And he's very important to Harry as well. And I'm going to keep running with Sirius. We know a fair bit about Sirius, right? We know kind of what his family was like. We know he had a mom. Crazy and awful and an elitist uh, and we know he has a dad we don't know much about dad we know he's got Regulus Regulus was his younger brother we know he is the heir to the black family heritage the black family uh, is one of the I think it's like 12 families that are just like super pure blood go super super far back um, he was raised in a family of Slytherins he is the only Gryffindor he is a blood trader you know he got kicked out he went and lived with James uh, James for a while he was best man at James and Lily's wedding. He was a great student. You know, he did the Marauders map. He was really good in potions. He was obviously really good at Transfiguration. He was in Mount Magi. Uh, and the list goes on and on and on. There's all kinds of stuff that we know about Sirius Black. But he's not a main character. He's a secondary character. And he's still fun. Like, all that is really interesting. But he's still just a, a fun character. Maybe because he's sassy and mean. And I, I love Sirius Black so much. I love him. Uh, but he's still one of those secondary characters. So even though we know all of that stuff about him, he is still secondary. So those secondary characters, that stuff does become very, very important. Like I said, consistency is super important as well. You gotta keep it consistent. You gotta keep it the same. So secondary characters, like I said, a little bit harder to describe. Mainly, of course, you amp up the volume in terms of what you know about them and how much you show them. So like I said, they can carry scenes, they can help carry plot points, they can help reveal a lot about the other characters, they can be interesting, fun. These are going to be some of like your readers' favorite characters, probably totally fine. Uh, and they are nice reprieves. <laughs> they are hills. And... Yeah, you don't need to know every single thing about them. It's nice to speak into their thoughts. We don't need their thought process. It's nice if we can kind of grasp what their motivations are. We don't need this whole big thing about their motivations. We don't need an internal struggle or to really 100% see them struggling with a lot of things. But they are important to the plot. Like, I'm not going to discount Fred and George. I can feel I'm coming under fire for that. I'm not discounting them. They're very important. I love Fred and George. I love them. They're great. But still, they're secondary characters. We know basic history about them. We know their motivations. We know what they like to do. 
we can see them we can see how they react to certain things we can see how people react around them like that stuff is what's important for secondary characters not their complete thought process their complete motivations everything so now we move into main characters these are gonna be mountains your main characters gotta be the highest highest point and again depending on how main that character is is how high that peak is I'm going to say main characters on that scale are anywhere from 8.5 to like 10. Of course, example, Harry Potter is going to be like a 10. Hermione and Ron are going to fall anywhere between the 8.5, 9 range. Um, and I do not think anybody falls as high in the Harry Potter series as those guys. Uh, even Dumbledore. I think Dumbledore is a secondary character. I think Snape is a secondary character. Um, they, But Harry, Ron, Hermione, all of them fall in that eight and a half ten range of course harry potter is going to be a ten duh duh the, the series is named after him if you thought he was going to be an eight and a half or a nine you're absolutely wrong he's a ten so we need to know everything about these characters or as much as possible right they are the hills on the top or the mountains on the topographic map pardon me they are our tens we need to know as much about these characters as you can manage again it's not important we know everything. We need to know everything about what is vital to the plot, and we need to have a very firm idea of what these characters are. The closer the narration is to your character, and the closer the point of view is to your character, of course, yes, we have to know more about them. So if your character is speaking in I, like first person, like I did this, I did that, I feel this, it's very important that we know a lot about them. So when you look at that, everything we've talked about has been for your like sevens through your tens so everything we've talked about is especially vital and especially applicable to your eights eight and a halfs through tens to your mountains so every character questionnaire every backstory question history question character flaws all of that is super super vital to your main character so keep that in mind like i said we fall on the scale and you can amp it up turn up the volume depending on who your character is this these people their volume is on max absolute max uh, eight and a half, maybe, like, you know, on a 45 volume scale, like a 40, uh, but like Harry, it's all the way up. These characters as well, these main characters can be protagonists or antagonists. So just because they are the quote unquote main character does not mean that they have to be the good guy or the guy everybody likes. They can be your bad guys. They can be your villains. Uh, that makes them more interesting to see all these different things about the villain, the way they think. The way they work, um, the way they interact with people, their motivations, their thought processes, everything can make the villain so much more interesting, as well as maybe even like you identify with him, you like him more. So yeah, it's very, very important to see as much as we can for your main characters, even if they are the antagonists and not just the protagonists. And a lot of things, the tendency is going to be to make your main, your, uh, sorry, your protagonists your secondary characters it is like i said not unfortunate bad practice or uncommon to make your antagonists your main characters your main characters your yeah your main characters should not always be or they should be yeah again it's a little more complicated um so your protagonists should probably be main characters if you if at all possible and again it would be very interesting to have your antagonist to be more of a main character, but not like vital, interesting. Um, but your main, I, I almost said it again. 
your main characters do not need to completely be your protagonists. Like, does not need to be a thing. Like, if you want to throw in an antagonist in there, go for it. Have fun with it. Do it. Like, in Shadow and Bone, I'm going to just completely skim away from the Harry Potter series for half a half a second. In Shadow and Bone, I feel like the Darkling is one of the main characters, more main characters. And he is the villain. Like, you, you can't be named the Darkling and be, like, a good guy. He's the villain. Uh, but he still kind of falls up in that eight and a half to nine, eight to nine range. Uh, but he's the antagonist. So you main characters do not always have to be protagonists. They can be antagonists. So that is the rundown that I've got for you. So like I said, we've got a scale. Your characters can fall anywhere on the scale that they want to. This was specifically about background characters who are on the end of the scale and secondary characters who lie in the middle, middle-high range of the scale. Characters should be round versus flat. So your background characters need to be flat. They can be cool, they can be fun, but they have to be flat. Like, it's not important that you or the audience know everything about them. It's not important that the audience even know, like, 20% of the stuff about them. They need to be flat. They need to be, again, just flat. <laughs> End of the scale. Your secondary characters can be more round. Because, you know, we see more of them. We get to know them a little bit more. They are sometimes important to the plot, and they're fun they're interesting and it's very important that we know like a base level of knowledge about them and then some the more important your secondary character is either to your main character or to the plot as a whole of course the more we will have to know about them their past their histories all of that good stuff and then of course you've got your main characters who we have spent no less than seven episodes discussing so I will leave them at that <laughs> I will not discuss my main characters anymore because if you want to hear more you just you gotta go. You gotta go back. But with all of that, I think we are done for the week. So thank you guys so, so much for joining me today. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well, are staying happy and healthy, and having a good Mother's Day. Uh, if you would like to reach out, you can reach me at the right podcast on Instagram or writepodcast at gmail.com. I'm happy to answer any questions you guys have. Uh, if you want to send me anything to read, I would love to do that as well. Uh, and you can be involved in a cool little thing I've got going on on there uh, where you help me build a character playlist as well as see, you know, some polls sometimes and some other fun writing tips, tricks, advice, and things to read. So without further ado, thank you guys so, so much. I look forward to talking to y'all next week and I hope to hear from you guys. I hope everyone is staying happy and healthy and inside and that y'all are all good, happy, sunshiny. And just a quick reminder, in case no one has told you, productivity is not a necessary thing just because you were not being productive or productive in the ways that you think produ productivity should go it does not mean that you are not worthy or that you are not being productive. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.